to a very special and new episode of the Minigames Podcast. We said we were going to do something special for episode 20. Here it is. This is going to be our big Last of Us spoiler cast episode. Um, so as such, again, this is going to be your spoiler warning. If you haven't played or beaten The Last of Us yet, first off, what are you doing? Uh, second off, skip this one, because yeah, we're going we're gonna to fucking get into it. Uh, but before we get into it... Let's let's do a let's do a quick bev check. Uh, and first off, again, uh, I forgot. I'm your host, Mike. Uh, your co-host, Keith. Bev check, bev check. Uh, I got a strawberry kiwi Capri Sun. It's it's all right. And then I got an orange juice to chase it. Your first mistake was drinking anything other than fruit punch. And for this, we have a very special guest, returning friend of the show. Um, Local, look, there it is. Wow, that's a throwback. Local celebrity somewhere, we have Dan Lampton. I prefer D list, thank you. Oh, okay. I'll make sure to update Still that. somewhere? Uh, yeah. I can respect it. D list of parts unknown. Hey, Dan, beverage, what'd you uh, get? I got a PBR here. Oh, look at you getting spicy for the show. Yeah. I would have it no other way. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do our use here before we get into it. We're skipping news because uh, I, I don't know what's been happening lately uh, besides the entire gaming industry being outed for being pieces of shit. But other than that, uh, what have y'all been playing? I'll let, I'll let our guests go first. And Me? Too much pressure. No, Keith, you first. Well, I wanna find out how many games of Minesweeper you're at and see if it stacks up to the champion. Well, I want people to know that you just finished Last of Us like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. First off, first off, for this spoiler episode, uh, the reason why we had to skip a week was because Keith hadn't beaten the game yet and beat it literally five minutes before we started recording. Look, dude, whatever Gandalf said, that. Right on time. Ask on that pass? That's what I was going to say. Sure, let's go with that. Anyway, Keith, uh, so... What have you been playing that's not The Last of Us for three weeks? Yeah, Last of Us, Minesweeper, and the occasional Isle of Armor. Still still it's doing not, that, huh? Nowhere near grinding it. Basically, on my lunchtime, I'll just kind of pop it out, level up Kung Fu a few levels. All right, get back to that later. So what you're saying is it's not great. What I'm saying is I'm not engaged. I'm not as hot on it as I was coming off of the last episode, but I still don't hate it. I just kind of feel like I'll get to it. I got plenty of time. You just more Pokemon. You don't care for it. Yeah, it's it's an occasional That's what you're thing. Saying. It's an occasional thing. I'll leave it at that. Still, still think you're getting your fifteen dollars out of it. Uh, fifteen, yeah. I put enough time to where I say it's worth it for 15. And now, man of the hour, Daniel, what have you been playing? Uh, well, Fallout 76 came to Xbox Game Pass, so I have sunk 70 hours in the last three days on it. Jesus fucking Christ. Jeez, literal opposite <laughs> of my freaking I'm last of us. I'm just kidding. Time. I'm just kidding. Oh man, that was that's straight up the the most terrifying. You do realize that that's two hours of free time in the last three days. I just said, right? Hold on. Yeah, but can we talk about how much we believe it? it. (laughs) 
No, I was looking through Game Pass or, uh, or through the Xbox app. Um, now I started playing this game called CrossCode, um, which is like where you are a person that lives in a world also inhabited by um, live in a society ca characters in an MMO. Uh, it's like kind of confusing. I haven't played too much of it to really like understand what's going on, but there are like there are like characters in the game which would be like your friends that you play games with, and then like you're controlling. I, I don't know. It's it's really cool. It's got like a Stardew Valley style um, like artwork, top down, and uh, it's cool. Nice little single player game with some MMO style aspects and banter. And I've been playing a lot of Wreckfest. Kelsey and I just played for like maybe what, like an hour and a half. Yeah, it was sick. So you're just so you're uh, crossing codes and crashing cars is what you're telling me. Yes, yes. I bought a couple of games in the Steam sale. Um, like I got Banner Saga. I only played like a half hour of that. Uh, same with Ida. I got this game uh, Skull Hero Slayer that was pretty cool. That did a crossover with Dead Cells. Um, and then Invisible Ink, which was by the people that did Don't Starve, which is pretty cool. That's cool. I straight up bought nothing at the Steam, at, with the Steam sale. For the first time ever, I spent zero money in a Steam sale because everything that I would have wanted, I own already. Yeah, I did see, at least with the, the free Twitch games in July, uh, Dark Devotion was one of them, and I, I definitely paid for that, which I was just like, God damn it. That's how it goes. You, you'll buy a game and then it comes on like the next major sale you see and you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm an idiot. Yeah, but I feel like I might have paid what, like $50 for one, two, three, four, five, five different games or so. You do get a lot out of those Steam sales. What? Great, great value. Sure. Pay me, Steam. This has been a hashtag endorsement. Uh, hashtag ad. Steam, please sponsor us. Sponsor us. And then Dan, secondary, please. Dan can have our affiliate link. There you go. Yeah. Oh, like I can put it uh, in at checkout? Yes, you can put in uh, you, you can put in code minigamescast for uh, an addition. Like it just adds $10 to the cost of what's in your cart. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sick. Um, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft and I downloaded the Mortal Shell beta. Uh, that game's hard. Ooh, I played that a little bit too. Yeah, very, very hard. I uh, I got my ass beat that. Um, people, because I was streaming it and people in the chat were coming in saying that like, because uh, the the... The, the more roguelike looking shell, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I know what you're has, talking about, though. The guy with the hood. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah, and the skull for, for the face. Um, yes. But he has, like, an ability where uh, poison can, like, heal for half of the original damage the poison was going to do as a dot or something like that. Um, sure. That's supposed to be, like, a huge buff and a huge help in that first part of the game, but then it costs, like, 900 uh, tar, which is, like, their souls uh, equivalent, and uh, each enemy may maybe gave you 30 
to or like 25 to 30 tar so it take it is a grind so i saw a video on it earlier you know those like those poison mushrooms or whatever yeah if you max out that like affinity bar with them like if you eat enough of them it just fl flat out makes you immune to poison i don't doubt it but either way, yeah, but, uh, the, the game's super hard, and I, I feel like I was trying to, especially, like, in the middle of playing Bloodborne and then switching to a game like that, like, it's so much, like, slower paced. I was just, you know, not not having a great time with, with the difficulty. Yeah, Bloodborne to that game is definitely, like, a big jump in terms of, like, speed. And I think that game, like, I don't even remember, like, a Dark Souls being that hard. Like, straight up just getting my ass handed to me by every single enemy. Well, I just think it's different because I like even even the uh, the simple thing of uh, being able to, like, turn to the statue or whatever it is for, like, two seconds or until you get hit or something is a huge thing to add into the mechanic. Yeah, it's cool. It's basically, like, your, your block. Yeah, I keep forgetting to use it. Well, but then it, on top of that block, you do have like a parry as well, but you have to build up uh, like each use of it. Yeah, I'm very bad with the parry. Sounds punishing. Me too. Keith, it's free on the Epic Store. You should download it, play it, and uh, come back to us with a review. For the pod. For the pod. Uh, but yeah, but I think that, that's that's all I've been playing. Yeah, I haven't been playing too much either. Just been trying to sink in as much World of Warcraft time as I possibly can until Shadowlands is out. It still doesn't have out. a release date. It doesn't have a release date? No. They did, like, some big, like, dev thing, like, a couple days ago. It might have actually just been yesterday. They were I, Everyone thought they were going to announce, like, the release date, and they have not. So what you're saying is it's never going to come out. Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. I'm just going to be playing Battle for Azeroth for Eternity. Which I feel I feel like I've been doing that already, so I guess that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, the main event that we're here, the reason we're skipping the news and everything, is uh, we're here to talk The Last of Us 2. Um, again, if for some reason you haven't played it, haven't... There it is. If for some reason you haven't played it uh, and you're still here, again full spoilers ahead like we don't give a fuck straight up the second i finish saying the spoiler warning we're probably gonna yell out each individual just yell out some spoilers for the game everybody ultimately ruining. are we just gonna pick yes. one spoiler each to say yes each of us is going to pick a major spoiler and we're just going to yell it out yeah. so if you're if uh, you haven't done it, it yet it, pause this episode go listen to one of our side quests about one of the other games and come right back when you beat the game because we're about to yell some shit or do stay here if you happen to check out that leak that happened once back and you don't care. Anyway, again, spoiler warning. Here we are talking about The Last of Us 2. Uh, Joel's dead as fuck. He loses two or three fingers at the end of the game. Penis. Wow, Keith, you literally just fucking beat the game and you don't have a spoiler. The credits roll at the end. You're, you're straight up awful. Now, see, um, I was hoping that when I heard about Mark Hoppus playing uh, "Damn It" on uh, the guitar in Lex oh, you you thought it was you thought it was a cameo? Well, no, 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 no. I, I well, because I knew it would be him streaming it, playing it. But I was hoping that it would be at the end when she's got like that one finger playing guitar, playing like the intro of "Damn It." 
like when everybody first picks up the guitar and that's how it sounds when it's like the first yeah. thing they learn yeah that's what i was uh hoping it would be but uh, you know so what you're saying is the game failed to live up to your expectations oh it's just i think that it was still funny but <laughs> i think i think it would have been just incredibly just that's the end of your journey up. just <laughs> fucked up i think it would be fucked up <laughs> You know, here's the thing though, like actually when I did beat the game when we got to that and like get to that part, it's kind of fucked up that like the like I immediately forgot about everything that had happened prior and I was just like, how's she gonna play the guitar with with like fucking two fingers missing? Immediately the first thought that went into my head. Well, she did her best. But uh yeah, Last of Us, uh were you all able to like avoid the big leak that happened back in like fucking April or whatever? I was. I was. There it is. As soon as like, uh, I, yeah. As soon as I know, I I figured out that it happened. I was just like, okay, so just don't search anything Last of Us related until this game is out. Got it. Yeah. When when the leak happened, I think the only thing, and I might have mentioned this in the last episode, the only thing I watched was the state of play and maybe the trailers. But I didn't dare scroll down and look at the comments or go on. I was careful on like all the other random Reddit sites. Um, or subreddits. I actually unsubbed from I'm going to hell for this because of I, we've all seen all the Star Wars movies, right? Like Statue of Limitations is gone. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. Okay. So on uh, on our I'm going to hell for this. The headline, like the main thing you click on, said raise a Palpatine, and I was, I was thinking, yeah, you're fucking going to hell for this. So I unsubbed from that, avoided spoilers, and I'm glad. I'm so fucking glad. Yeah, so let's let's start before we get like really into it. Let's start uh, in general. Like, what did you guys like think of the game? Like, once you like once it was all said and done, dust is settled. Even now that Dan, me, and you were both like a couple weeks removed from beating the game, Keith, you are several minutes removed from beating the game. Uh, so different perspectives, obviously. How are you? How are you feeling? Um, <laughs> I think that the game was definitely like super heavy. Uh, I remember like reading an early review because I, I was like curious to see how these sites would approach reviewing The Last of Us, you know, before the game comes out and with all the leaks happening um, and having to have like a spoiler free um, review, which was honestly, you think about it, you can't really explain anything about the game after a certain yeah. point like without it just being an entire fucking spoiler like you can't even describe to people the beginning of the game without there being like any sort of spoiler you know yes yeah. the last episode that we did was like our preliminary last of us episode like i think we were both like most like well i was like most of the way through at that point and keith had like barely started um but he had gotten like past like joel dying and everything like that and it's it, it like you said it was so fucking hard to not talk about anything because I feel like the only way you could like really say anything about that game is by just like fucking like saying fuck it and spoiling yeah, it. Yeah. I feel like that's where the game really begins too because it has that long kind of slogging intro where it's kind of setting the pace and it doesn't really gear up and get into what the game is until Joel dies. Well, but I I mean I think that the that this intro to this game like at least switching between all these different characters and stuff it, i thought it was an incredibly engaging like beginning of the game um i would admit to being very like 
curious about Abby, like the moment you start playing as her. Yeah, because like I was just like, who is this? Right. Exactly. It's like it's like they they're, they're making us play as her. Like who who like what why why is she important? Like what is the point of this? Who is she? What is it leading to? Basically. Yeah. Exactly. And then the big Joel moment happens, and you're like, wait, I'm sorry. Like I, I felt like I think this was cool. Like I, I Last of Us Two has like is good at making you like feel things because. The second that the Joel thing happened, I was like disgusted at myself for even having played Abby at all in that moment beforehand. Right. Oh yeah, they build the Abby hatred like at like early as possible, truly. And I think that was for the better. I, I really think that was for the better because once you kind of get right back to her, it's kind of like, well, I don't want to fucking play as her. And then yeah. you kind of see, I feel like her arc, okay, gameplay wise, I prefer Ellie's over Abby's because she's got some like long stuff you just got to sit through and just kind of wade through. But arc and story-wise, I liked Abby's more because hers kind of reminded me of a little bit of Joel from the first game. That's a lot of comparisons I feel like that are being made. Uh, and I mean, I, I agree with it not to like discredit it at all, but yeah, completely agree. Yeah, see, and I haven't even read any of those comparisons, so I'm glad I'm hitting the money. Or at least, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm agreeing more so with the comparison. I personally enjoyed Ellie's story more um but i mean i think that one flaw of the game um as much as i like it is that i feel like there are issues with the pacing um i feel Absolutely. like yeah you know because without getting too much into any story stuff right now you know uh abby is pretty much not present in ellie's side For of the story half the like game. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. Like, she's nowhere to be seen. Like, you seem to be just chasing after her. And then, like, then next thing you know, she's just, like, completely all sorts of just, like, unstable and shit. And it's just, like, a huge extreme, which they, they might want that contrast. I feel like maybe maybe Naughty Dog intended for there to be this stark contrast. Because then right after, um, like, Ellie, or, or not, Abby infiltrates, like, the, the base and stuff, like, it just switches right back to the beginning of her story. Like, I'm wondering how the pacing would be and if Abby's, like, more drawn-out parts would be more palatable if they were intertwined and cut up between Ellie's story, like, in the beginning of the game. Yeah, I think that would have been... I think it would have been cool to see them do, like... Because you know how it's split up into basically, like, Seattle Day 1, 2, and 3 or whatever? Exactly. I think it would have been cool to do, like, Ellie's Seattle Day 1 and then Abby's Seattle Day 1 because... What made it harder to play as Abby at the beginning, and I get that's probably what they were trying to do. Like, they wanted it to be difficult for you. Because, well, first off, I don't know about you guys. When I first started playing as Abby, I kind of just, like, intentionally let her die a few times just to kind of, like, have some catharsis for myself to make myself feel a little better. I was like, ah, she's dead. I mean, but uh, quick, quick sidebar, too, about, like, randomly dying. Some of them are brutal like oh, yeah. especially like oh, if, you, yes. if you fall from like a height just like they, they show you the like the body hitting the ground and, and they rag dolls yeah like, like it bounces like i mean a lot of people like like you i feel like you can't talk about this game without talking about how just brutally gory and violent and graphic it is yeah. um but yeah yeah we'll get there we'll get there but yeah back to like pacing i think i think splicing it up would have been better but i they with not having abby in the game for so long it makes it i know by the end of the game they want you to like abby and i think for the most part it works but like 
it's to the point where it's just like, fuck, I don't want to play as her. Like I was just so anti Abby at the beginning where I was like, I kind of turned off the game for a little bit after it switched perspective. Cause I was like, really, you're going to make me do this right now. Yeah. Well, it's just like, like, like you, like you go through this whole, you know, zombie horde. Like, you know, you, you get this like, Oh shit moment where it's just like, Oh, what the hell? Like Joel and Tommy, like to the rescue, let's go. And then like, then the next thing you know, the first second she gets, it's just like, yo, golf club. Like I'm fucking tiger woods. Now like Joel, fuck you. You know, I do think it was like, what they did really well is like as soon as they got like rescued by uh well they made it to like that mansion that abby's like whole horde of like the fireflies were at the second that those doors closed i immediately got that really fucking bad feeling and i think that one of the things last of us 2 does really well is like invoke that feeling because like like i said like once they were started talking to them as a group and once joel said his name i was just like Oh, this is going to go south real fucking quick, I think. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll put a pin on that because I feel like I'm kind of on the opposite end of the the jumping back and forth end that you guys are. Um, one of my favorite things about The Last of Us is the visual storytelling with the immersion that it kind of gives you. And the way I kind of saw it was I kind of like, it's obvious that, OK, you're going to lead to this moment back at the theater once you pick up a Zabby but i kind of saw it more so as i was just ellie i was just wrecking fucking killing people on this basically revenge spree and then i got to learn all of these people got to learn that there was good amongst them among their ranks um they're basically living in a fucking fallout shelter um seeing the same locations but from the other perspective and then hearing the names hearing them name like bear and alice the dogs and then knowing like you fucking killed them like it made me kind of feel like guilty for what I did as Ellie, and that's oh, kind hell of yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what made me lean towards a little bit more appreciation towards Abby because it's all of the not just what happened at those moments, but what happened in between those moments, the story between stories basically. And my pacing issues with Abby was probably just that it was too long and that there was too much just kind of walking and talking. My issues with the first game. Uh, just too much of it. If there was a little bit less of that, I think I wouldn't have any complaints with the pacing on it. I really liked how they did that with Abby. How you go back and see those things from different from different perspectives. Yeah, I do feel like they, at least the flashbacks, though. By the time we got to Abby's like fourth flashback, I, I was kind of yeah, over I was kind of yeah, know? I was kind of over that part. I'd seen that hospital room two times too many, probably. Well, the hospital, I think, I think it. it within um because like the hospital ones are always super short yeah it's just running through that hallway yeah. real quick and then yeah there's like on the other end. like i what one thing that i liked about the beginning of the game like like th there were so many questions where you're just like wait who could abby possibly be affiliated to that we pissed off in the first game because they, they, there's a lot of people you know that like that you go toe to like or head to head with more so and then just like completely yeah. fuck up in the first game so it's just like you know is it the cannibals is it like i mean it ended up being the fireflies but then like you know like you, you just you just don't know who it is like one of the like the bandits from pittsburgh like who yeah it could have literally been anybody over the course of the first last of us one that they just like happened to come across and i think that uh the reveal of like abby's dad being 
the surgeon that was about to operate on Ellie was like, that was really like a big like, oh fuck. Yeah, I like, didn't see that part coming. Too. I, I did not see that direct link to that specifically coming. So that hit me hard. I was thinking, oh shit, like Joel fucked up. Well, that that that's where I think also that like the flashbacks, you know, could have been more sparingly because like when the flashbacks mattered, holy shit, like that it like you know it, it hits super hard. And you know like uh, seeing Abby's dad like get the news that like Ellie would have to die, and it's just like you know like think about if it were your daughter and stuff and then abby coming in and be like yo like if it was me i'd want you to do it and stuff and like you know see, seeing them like actually have to grapple with that and seeing the end of the first game through a completely different lens because because you don't think twice about capping abby's dad in the first last of us it's just like he's got the scalpel he literally no name no face no nothing and then to like just spin that around into what they did it's wild you know yeah, to make it such a relevant character in the end, while not yeah. having, well, not using him that much either, too. Oh yeah, yeah, he's in the game just enough for it to be like, like you feel bad, like you you feel bad for what everything you did in the first game, basically, and which I think is like a cool way of doing it. But uh, speaking on like flashbacks, um. I think the one that what really like broke me in terms of like this is these are too much is the museum flashback. That uh was a lot of slow ass walking in that. Uh with the dinosaurs and like the uh the moon rover. Yes. Yeah, I feel like there were there was one point where I'm like walking around and I'm just like what else can I inspect right now, you know? Yeah, they kind of just made me feel like more like a completionist than like immersion kind of thing wanting to inspect well, it all like, and not really yeah mattering and it's and it's like i liked the moon rover scene like i thought like them being in like the well not the moon rover but like the actual lander was like a great fucking scene like with ellie just like closing her eyes as like the, the space launch happens in in those headphones and that cassette player that joel gets her it reminded me a lot of because me and keith talked about this in the last episode like this is before I had even gotten to that point in the game where it's like, I wish it had more of like the Ellie playing take on me on the guitar moments. And this was definitely that for right. me. Like it evoked that same feeling, but I just wish it didn't take so long to fucking get there. Yeah. The take on me scene was cool because it was, it was almost like the marathon and you get a quick moment to breathe and catch your breath. And then you got to keep going again. This is basically you got the marathon and you got to wait a whole last day to finish it. Um, yeah one thing i do want to comment on and this is a complete 180 from anything we're talking about right now all right okay great i love it but it's something i saw dina do in the very beginning of the game like do you remember when you come across like the grow house with all the weed hanging from the ceiling and stuff right yeah yes so you know they find the jar of joints and they throw it at the ground and it breaks shatters everywhere you know and they, they take the joints and they're like okay cool 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 you know they they light it and i know you know you, neither of you guys smoke so you don't necessarily care but you know you think about apocalyptic smoking how probably rare that, and hard to come by that is and then abby or no ali takes a hit dina takes a hit and then dina tosses it out and just wastes it in the apocalypse 
were you personally yeah, offended by that, that scene? That, Is that what you're telling me? Like Dina, Dina had to prove herself, you know, a little bit to me after that. Like she, <laughs> she really had to, like she had to make an effort. Well, did she do it? Uh, she did. No, no, no. Dina did not disappoint. You uh, know, I, cool. I forgave her eventually in the end. Eventually. Yo, can can we talk about how good of like a good of like a whole character arc and like relationship like Ellie and Dina like just have like it's their whole like their whole character arc and just them like interacting with each other is so fucking good. Them interacting with each other and where they end up, it's all so good. Because it's just so well written. I mean, if you think about it, like one thing, one, one thing, Mike, me and you have mentioned is that in the first game, Ellie was the only good in that world, and I feel like this, her story in this one was kind of her losing that, and it led to her literally losing everything. See, I feel like I feel like there was kind of like a lot of like hyping up of uh, Dina's role in the game uh when when they first started like promoting everything and like releasing like story trailers you know with like them dancing uh at that that bar and then like kissing and stuff and like kind of like hyping that up as more of like a beginning of the game moment um so then i feel like a lot of people came into the game like you know already with with like their like perception of dina already made up you know like i feel like it is very easy to warm up to her because of like the initial promotional material. It was either one way or the other. Either you love Dina or you were some fucking incel like posting about how you hate that The Last of Us is like promoting an LGBTQ agenda. Basically, everybody was the actual version of the guy that got mad at them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's so funny that there's an actual analog to all the people like being mad about LGBTQ inclusion in The Last of Us 2. Yeah, it got like super meta without even trying. No, they knew what they were doing. Well, it worked. I fully believe that that was like, they, they knew that that was going to happen. I think it was, that's an, an intentional analog. It's basically everyone that's playing it and is mad gets to see themselves in the mirror. Um, so one thing that I've been seeing like a lot about the game and I want to ask you guys like how you feel about it. Do you think that this game was too long? Um, I mean, with me saying that I think the flashbacks were a little bit much, I would have to say like, yeah. Um, I'm going to lean towards yes for a similar reason. Yeah. But then also, like, and I know, Mike, you, you and I talked about this before, uh, and I, I had, like, read about it online, and I hadn't necessarily thought of it, but, like, it, as great of level design and stuff and awesome detail that the Santa Barbara level at the end of the game provided, it's just kind of like, you know, did it really need to be there? Like, wouldn't there have been a lot more open-ended questions and stuff if it had just ended after the ellie boss fight and ellie like you know just gets the shit kicked out of her by abby and it's just like all right dina's got the kid like we found a house we're chilling like we're self-sustained and then like that's it i think it would have left way more room for a third installment than the ending that we got did see i I agree, but I feel like I've, I've talked to some people that have said that they think um, how it ended 
justifies a th uh, third game. You know, so it's like, I don't know. I, I see it more so if they ended it there, they it, it leaves it more open. I can see both. I think if they would have ended it there, it would have left it more open. But the ending that we got, it just it's so bleak and it's kind of literally anything can happen next either i mean she could go back to jackson because i'm assuming that's where dina went uh, or she could go off and try to get over this and maybe turn and go back towards uh, abby i don't know like there's a lot of things that could happen now and i mean it, i i feel like at least like it, it would be like a great way to start the third game like if you had like another like very far excursion like like going from wyoming to seattle like that that's a fucking very long distance you know um so then and then going from there then to santa barbara would be just as eventful so why not start that game that third game there and then flesh out like like if, if you're going to go between abby and ellie again flesh out like you know that essentially like Abby and Lev got kidnapped and were like fucking slaves essentially, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, they, 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 there's so much opportunity to flesh that out in like another game. I think my issue with the ending is it's like, I feel like The Last of Us 2 is like a victim of itself in a way because I, I don't know if you like, I think you guys could probably say this game is like a thousand times more like just bleak and heavy than the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like in an attempt to do that, like, had they ended on uh, the like, have they had they just ended like after Ellie getting the shit kicked out of her and she's just like at the farm, I feel like that's too much of a quote unquote happy ending for them. And I think in their their journey to be like no this world is fucked up and bleak they had to add like that extra section but i do think that the santa barbara part like while it was like fun for the most part and that like the final quote unquote like boss fight against abby is like cool and like the whole impact of like abby abby uh, ellie finally just saying like fuck it and letting abby go is like powerful and stuff at that point i was just like i was like i'm so ready for for this game to be over yeah I, I think it was too long not some well part of it was the flashbacks but i think a lot of it really had to do with the abby side of things um i get that they're trying to make you like her but i think they definitely could have done it in less time and that's all the pointless walking and talking and things like that that's really what made the game drag for me um dude those aquarium scenes are painful yeah some of them are and i feel like that's really what made it drag but but where um, where it works though i feel like is like in the stadium where you, you yes. know where you first start out and you see this entire community that like it, it's basically a, a fallout shelter yeah yeah 100 percent. so like you know like like areas like that that's cool but then like yeah, when i'm exactly. going through this aquarium for like the fifth or sixth time it's just like yo like I, I i i get it like abby and like her guy like used to fuck on this boat but like i i'm over it yeah that's to me what made it drag what made it take longer uh with that being said i do think this game ended on the right note i, I did okay anywhere where i said it would have would have left more room for another installment but like Mike said, that's too much of a happy ending. And there's not really like a lesson learned or a moral of the story given there. Because 
it's kind of like no loss, no gain. With Ellie giving into her need for revenge, she lost it all. And it kind of plays the theme of when is the time to let go? And that's kind of what I think is important to show at the end of this game for Ellie's story. Now, with that being well, said... They turn they turn Ellie um, into Joel, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much, yeah. I didn't think of it in that exact sense, but yeah, I agree with it. Um, with that being said, um, did you, you, I'm sure you guys played the Left Behind DLC from the first game. Yep. Yep. I feel like that gap that you're talking about, Dan, is basically the spot for the DLC in this game. Okay. Yeah, I, I wonder if it would have benefited more from that too, like if Santa Barbara had been the left behind of Last of Us 2. Or that journey in between from well, Seattle to Santa Barbara for I, Abby and uh, Lev. I feel like if the Santa Barbara was its own DLC, people would honestly have, have a huge problem with that because then it would be naughty dog essentially withholding the true ending of the game from people yeah. who paid 60 dollars to play this game like oh yeah spend another 20 to 30 bucks to really know how this game ends ha fuck you you know yeah i would, I would have had a problem with that for the exact reason so i think that journey like the dlc could be abby and lev's journey from seattle to santa barbara Yeah, that would be cool too. I just I I feel like that game could have been several hours shorter. Um, I get that they wanted to make this like long, fucking epic. Like they wanted to tell, they had a story and they wanted to tell it with as and they wanted to take as much time as they wanted to to take it. But there were just certain portions of the game where I was I was just not having it and I was like fuck man put me out of my goddamn misery I don't I don't want to walk through this goddamn aquarium anymore I don't want to be in Santa Barbara anymore I just want I just want to look at Abby's jacked ass arms yo she was fucking like loaded with delts and freaking triceps uh, Abby fact she loves egg burritos <laughs> where did you get that from <laughs> Uh, from when they're in the cafeteria and they get those egg burritos, they cut the line like a bunch of jerks. Oh, yeah. Assholes. Can we talk about how that's actually like a one-to-one -one comparison to the actual pandemic that we got going on? People just cutting the line, wanting that freaking food or whatever is all to themselves? Is it? Are people looking for egg burritos in the pandemic, Keith? Is that what you're saying? If they're jacked. I mean, if I saw someone as jacked as Abby, like, yo, let me cut in line, I'd be like, okay. What did they say? Didn't they say she's built like an ox? Isn't that like their exact? Yes. Yeah. I agree. And actually, that a thought I had at the very end, her getting jacked is such a huge contrast to how you see her in the end after she's like been basically like, like Dan said, a slave, like so frail and so broken that like you see like that actual hardship on her body like it little things that just really hit home how rough it is, that world is well and even someone that's like as fucking tough as abby can is not like 
all powerful in this fucked up ass. Right, and Ellie is basically world. the exact opposite. She's not Jack. She's she has ingenuity. She's scrappy. She was a woman on a mission. Yeah, and it was so cool fighting Ellie. Yeah, Ellie as a boss fight was really fucking sick. That AI, good god. Yeah. Like there's so many times it's got shanked and shotgunned in the face. Yeah, there would be times where I was like carefully sneaking up on her, and the second I'd get close, she'd like turn around, she'd like and, like a gotcha motherfucker, like, and I'd be like, okay, well, all right. Yeah, I feel like I was actually playing against myself, like Ellie playing as me. Like she was using yeah. her like listening mode on me, basically. Speaking of boss fights. How do we feel about uh, the big ugly in the hospital? Jesus fucking Christ. And little, uh, little baby. Yeah, with little baby that peels off of him and just starts like stalking you around. Yeah, uh, that reminds me of the stalkers. I hate the stalkers. The worst. Oh, dude, straight up the worst enemy in the game. Because you can't fucking see where they're coming from. See, like, this is... What I like about The Last of Us is how it's not like... Because I feel like the first Last of Us was very much of like a... Oh, here's your obvious stealth section or whatever. And here's your like shooty shoot shoot section. Yeah. But I, I like how this game let let you like be more adaptive with how you play it. Like it was perfectly fine for you to be like in stealth. And then once you get caught, you're like, all right, let's fucking go. And then you're right, like... Take the silencer off. But every time that I was up against stalkers, it was always like, all right, I'm going to sit in this corner until they run at me, and I'm just going to shoot them with the shotgun once they finally find out where I am. Yeah. There was, there was a especially bit when you're in the hotel, especially when you're in the fucking, that like old dilapidated hotel or whatever. When you're going down the levels? Yes. Like, they're all just popping out of walls and shit, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to sit in this corner. They'll come to me eventually. I'll just shoot them with the shotgun. Yeah, but but to bring it back to that boss, that shit, I, I needed a moment afterwards because I was fucking holding my breath during that. Um, basically, crafting um, mines and throwing them and pipe bombs and then running around just grabbing whatever ammo I can and just letting it rip as much as I could. Yeah, that shit fucked me up. <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing. That's the fight I was telling you about, Keith. Was like where my uh, where my TV is. There was so much glare from the fucking sunlight coming oh, outside shit. that I couldn't fucking see anything. And it's I was so just like dark. dying, dude. I died like fifteen times on that fight just because I couldn't see anything. I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna start shooting and hope I hit things." And eventually, it died. And then one well, last fight. <laughs> what? Oh, never mind. I'm talking about a different place. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Yo, can we... Uh, we've been, like, talking around it. Can we talk about Yara and Lev? They're so good. Like, low-key, two of the best characters in the whole fucking game, even though there's only, like, five characters in the game, but... Yeah, I think Yara and Lev served Abby's growth so perfectly. Um showing that they have more in common and it's just survival and as soon as 
Abby goes through the journey and says, you're my people to live after Yara dies like a fucking boss. That's when you kind of know like, okay, she's a different person now because of these two. Yo, Yara's death was fucked up. That shit hurt. Yeah, blasted. What a bad fucking few days she's having. And then not only that, but then like Yara and Lev show perfect like how how the Seraphites were once human and then fell to the wrong ways. And I was surprised that they like use like Lev's dead name and things like that. And it just kind of hit home like, oh, these people are not okay. Like they are not tolerant to anything. It's a cult. And every use of the word, they're a cult. Yeah, they're straight up fucked up. And seeing like how at first it's kind of like you shave your head and it's kind of like, yeah, that's it. And then once they start using like Lev's dead name, it's like, oh, they're just not okay with like who he is now. Like they're just not okay with anything. It's their way or that's it. Or and if you don't like it, you're dead. So it kind of leads to them killing their own people where you kind of see the wolves in the new light thinking they're not like that in a sense. Well, and I think the Seraphites also serve an alternate purpose. It's just like, because when you're playing as Abby, who's already like the most fucked up character in the game because she killed Joel, you have to introduce like a group of people that are more fucked up than Abby. Yeah, that's true. To kind of make her seem less fucked in contrast. But if you, if you think about it too, like the wolves as, as a unit aren't necessarily as bad as they're cut out to be. Now, Abby's group and their vendetta for Joel, 100%. But the wolves as an organization, the day-to-day -day life, they're just kind of surviving in numbers, you know? Yeah, they're just surviving as shitty people. Yeah, and then, and then Isaac just fucking says, all right, here we go. We're going to do the same thing as the Seraphites. Just be the blind leader and roll with me and die. See, I feel like the whole thing with, like, one issue that I have that kind of just, like, dragged out the game a little bit for me, too, is, like, when you get to that section where it's, like, She's talking to Isaac and everything. It's like, I don't give enough of a fuck about him for me to be like, hell yeah, when he gets killed. Yeah, he... I don't know how else they could have done it, but I don't think they did it that part well. Because, um, I mean, are you against the Seraphites? Are you against Isaac? Are you against both? And it ends up being both, but you don't really care I don't about know both. If you're more so supposed to care about Isaac than you are just about him being more so a symbol of like the community and like essentially civilization that Abby was a part of just completely fucking like tearing down and falling apart in this like battle. Well, I get that. And that's like, that's like a good like analogy to make to it. But like my thing is like the parts, like I wish they would have like cut down aquarium sections and given me a little bit more of like abby isaac interaction or like backstory maybe yeah. because like it's supposed to be like like isaac at this point is like what basically like abby's like next father figure or whatever because she's like so like into what like the wolves are doing for like in terms of like the fireflies and all that but still it's just like it happens and i was just like okay I mean, with last time you got to know her motivation for her father figure than her new father figure like i said it was one flashback scene and you 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 got it you got why she was pissed about her dad and 
Isaac gets more time and they don't really do anything to really hit home with that. Like if they're shown how, how, how they came together, how Abby got like into his inner circle and things like that, that would have been what hit home when Isaac dies. Also, if they wanted that like system around them crumbling to be a bigger deal, I think following Isaac dying immediately with Yara getting shot and killed is like immediately just like, like I stopped giving like I was like okay and then immediately forgot it happened because I was just like oh fuck when Yara just started getting riddled with blood. yeah the attention goes to the one you care more about <laughs> it's just kind of like a testament to how I guess you you kind of see both characters at the end of the game just like literally nothing you know it's just everybody everybody at the end like nobody's benefiting from any of the shitty things that they're doing right oh, yeah there is there is no winner at the end of the last of us 2 yeah and i saw abby's lost more as losing the wolves rather than losing isaac well both characters lost their family like both yeah. abby and ellie like ellie like well abby killed everything that abby let that ellie loved with with joel which led to her going on her revenge binge which led to ellie losing uh dina and then ellie just straight up to everybody in Abby's life, even the people that were honestly like really fucking shitty to her, like Mel. Yeah, and not only that, but I mean, Abby also killed everything she stood for too, literally. Yes. I mean, I guess Ellie can still have Jackson. I mean, for sure she's gonna have Tommy. Like, like that could be her lie, basically leading into a third installment. Like Joel's was that, uh, obviously that he let Ellie live. Ellie's lie could be that she killed Abby. True. Here's the thing, though. If I did, if we did get a third Last of Us game, I think I would want them to do that thing that we had talked about, Keith, that originally like they were saying that they were going to do for sequels, is I'd like The Last of Us to be an anthology. So, like, I feel like as much as I love the first Last of Us, and I do like the second one a lot... I, I feel like I want to see completely new characters in this world. I think now I do. Now that I've seen more of where this goes, I think now I want to see more characters because after the first one, there, there's definitely there's more to tell. Um, obviously, starting with the lie, which I do wish kind of played a little bit more weight into this, to be honest. Um, I kind of wish like Ellie found out about it from one of the wolves or something like that, but... I think it's more powerful that she did eventually just find out from Joel. Like she eventually, like he eventually just got to the point where he couldn't hide it anymore, and you can see it in her face. It's that just it fucking broke her. Yeah, I mean that also might be just because I just came off the end too, so you kind of see her kind of just getting to for, start to forgive him at the very end of the game. But imagine, I kind of saw it as learning from one of the wolves and. Well, obviously he's dead, but now she doesn't know how to deal with it because she misses him, but she also hates what he did. And then afterwards, kind of seeing after the fact that, yeah, like he did it because he cared. Um, does it make it a better decision? No, but it definitely explains it. Well, that's why I think where the flashbacks work, like there's that scene where like they're both on that porch in Jackson and when Ellie is finally saying like that, yeah, like she can learn to forgive him. And I'm assuming it's not long after that, that Joel gets fucking killed. So it's just like, it's, yeah, probably it's such like a heartbreaking scene where it's just like, they were trying to work on it. And now they have no opportunity because Abby just fucking 
yeah fucking hole in one joel so yeah okay and that's one thing i didn't think about it is right before he died because they're talking about the dance um i think it, i think it's that night of the dance actually because the very next yeah, day it's, is when it's, the whole it's story like starts. right after so that's when i didn't think of basically all that time in between that that they just probably didn't talk and didn't interact and that now that like i'm like hearing that and seeing it saying it out loud i like how it played out dan what do you think yeah all right <laughs> great great input um so we talked about it earlier i think this is a good time to talk about it now um comparing this one to the last one it's like dan said earlier uh wow what a fucking brutal game yeah like there were so many scenes where i just like i had i went i think the one that really did it for me though is yara getting her arm beaten by the hammer that fucking hurt to watch yeah uh, I really think that uh, they took advantage of every bit of power they could squeeze out of PS4s because um, I don't think I have ever seen as much blood on a like on screen on during a PS4 game. Like oh, straight up, Bloodborne like close second, but not only that but like even just the things is like a simple like headshot and seeing literal like the bullet explosion um on their face um the dismemberment like the fact oh, that yeah. everything's so anatomically correct is like haunting you to think shoot of. limbs off uh if if the if the limb shot is the kill shot people will scream afterwards uh if you hear enemies coming towards you they will refer to each other by name like it, it, as much as like you know there's this like inner circle of main characters in the last of us 2 like they sure as hell like try to make it to where you humanize all of these enemies that you're killing just because of that you know yeah and a lot of them probably are just doing their job and whatever their survival unit is um until Ellie just kind of shits on their day, really. Doing your job? That's uh, what the Nazis said. Wow, dude. Look, dude. Nazis uh, were not in a pandemic. I mean, they are now. Isn't but... Nazism a pandemic, Keith? I'd Man, say it's you the... just fucking own I'd your say ass. it's the cause of the pandemic. These guys were more reactive, and I don't know how I'd react in that situation. Well, there, I had a lot of, like, uh, wincing moments at the game. Like, obviously, like, Yara getting her arm beaten or whenever, like, Ellie would, like, knife someone in the side if you were using them as a human shield. I had one, like, big, oh, like, oh, fuck. Like, I remember, like, saying at the top of my lungs was um, while you're with Lev trying to get, uh, is it you're trying to, like, get something for yara to keep her from fucking dying or whatever like you're trying to get her medical to supplies yeah like on the way there when you're climbing up that like those like those buildings i threw a pipe bomb at um uh, some of the seraphites and it and it like was like it was basically landed right underneath them and to that point like i had only i've been throwing grenades like in the, or in the general area of people so they would just like get like a leg blown off or something 
but this one was like a direct hit on two of them and i straight up saw their bodies like explode into like chunks everywhere and, and like there was like a red mist left behind and i was like oh and then i walked up to the bodies and then there was just like half of a body with like that was kind of trying to charred just like laying there with like intestines sprawled out and i was just like oh Fuck. Between that and did you guys ever get any of the moments where you have like one of the wolves or one of the seraphites like crawling towards you begging for mercy? Yes, that shit was absolutely fucked up. That's happened several times, and I was like, I'm sorry. And it would just like fucking melee them. That's happened several times, and I feel guilty, but I'm also pissed because I'll be on my last hit from a weapon, and I usually mark save it down to the last hit, and then I'll do the, the modification to it so I get a full life out of it. But because I have to do that last hit, I lose the fucking weapon. Minor problems, but it happened. Yeah, I uh, I can't believe how fucking rough this game is in terms of just like the gore and like the violence. And like I've I've played a lot of fucking gore games. You know, it's like I've played God of War. I've played fucking military shooters. Like I've I've played shit with a lot of blood with a lot of heads popping off. But there's just something about The Last of Us, like. It, it feels different. I think it's just, it's how grounded it actually is. Yeah, I, I do feel like I am just like absolutely fucking up like regular ass people. <laughs> which is, which is real fucked up because I'm just like, oh, am I contributing? Which I, I think it's more, I, one thing I think like the gore is not good for is I, I've seen a lot of people talking about this online is that like, it dehumanizes Ellie like you want to be sympathetic to her but like she's like upset about like having to do all this like killing and she doesn't like it and all that like what she fucking like feels remorse for like stabbing Mel and her like or killing Mel because she's pregnant but like she's totally chill with just like absolutely fucking up all these dudes and just being like okay well i yeah. think i think that they want they also want to kind of drive the point home where it's just like you know think if ellie's life was taken how many other lives would have remained unaffected and just kind of like you know what kind of cool shit would have still happened what kind of fucked up shit isn't happening because of like like you know they, they, they question truly, like, they make you question truly, like, you know, if Ellie just wasn't in this picture, like, would all of this be happening? Well, technically, no, because if she wasn't in the picture, she would have died on that operating table. Exactly. With the fireflies. So, literally, the, the entirety of Last of Us 2 would not have happened if it wasn't for the end of The Last of Us 1. No, yeah, exactly. So, that that, that one act of violence that, that Joel did at the end there, you know just sent you off into this like i mean it's more of an existential question for ellie you know but it's just like you know that that one trigger getting pulled like just this huge just sequence of violence it just snowballed from that moment basically that snake eating its tail so um one thing i did want to talk about We've, we've touched on it before, but how successful do you think the game is at getting you to like Abby by the end? I I think the moment that did it for me was saying, no, you're my people. That was kind of where I saw her do her full transition into 
being kind of this like revengeful person to having to care for someone else so i think it worked for me overall was it too long yeah but i think i was more like i said i was more invested in abby's story than ellie's personally because of the parallels to joel so i it worked for me yeah if i'm gonna be completely honest i think I think Abby might have the better arc of the two, despite how much I hated actually like playing through Abby's arc, just because it, it was so not interactive for most of the yeah, time. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Danny, what you got on that? Um, I was kind of still mixed about Abby at the end. I didn't necessarily like have a preference. But did you like come away like feeling any different about her than you did at the beginning? Like you're just like we were just like yeah she's all right. I so mean, just like, being like no, at the fuck end her. I was just more like yo girl you should probably start wearing some sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> like that's kind of it. Like Abby would like you're talking about. Like, you're talking about how scarce weed is and you wanted her to find sunscreen how scarce do you think that is but it's it's it, it, no it, it's more of like uh <laughs> i guess <laughs> at least for me she did some redeeming of her character for me to not just be like oh yeah abby like i hope she dies like fucker you know kind of thing like because that's how i felt at the beginning of the game it's just like no like screw this person abby sucks like i feel like at least that's some sort of improvement from that well if you think about it ellie through this game is the exact same as Abby's story leading up to the beginning of this game. It's just, it's revenge. It's That's all it is. It's revenge. So I kind of see it a little bit hard to kind of, I guess, forgive Ellie when really it's she's doing the exact same thing Abby already did. Maybe the only difference is that Ellie didn't go through with it in the end. Which is, I guess, a huge difference because it's obviously a fucking life, but it's essentially the same journey. Uh, not gonna lie, I was like, while well, it's a great moment for Ellie, low-key upset that uh, Abby got to live. I kind of thought they were both gonna die, to be honest. No, I, I, I figured one of them was, just only one of them was gonna come out, but I, I figured that what I think would have been cool, this is like for my own selfish reasons, and obviously it's too difficult for them to do, but like you get a different ending depending on how that final like fight plays out. I oh, I was thinking, are they gonna do this? then I, it's not that kind of game but i still thought it but i, I, yeah. I kind of thought it'd be a thing where like abby is too like famished to do anything and she kind of just collapses and drowns and ellie dies from her wound from getting stabbed from the tree and that's kind of like uh where did it get you nowhere is it still kind of that theme yeah but i thought it was just going to be in a different way to say that same thing yeah, I thought once she let uh, Abby go, I thought, okay, Ellie's going to die right here. Like, I thought she was just going to, like, lay down up against, like, the post or something and then just, like, bleed out. Yeah, that thought happened to me, too, when she let her go. But I guess that that's an arc for Ellie. It just I think it comes too late to kind of be like, okay, now you're okay with letting someone go. Because, like you said, she spent the whole game just being ruthless yeah that's why i was like disappointed by it i was just like why now like i get it that you want like your big emotional impact like from a storytelling perspective but like 
from an actual like how people work perspective i don't think that's how that would have gone in real life you know what I yeah mean? I, I think it would have probably been a little bit better she started kind of second guessing things beforehand and maybe that'll be the dlc of ellie going to santa barbara to find after like that could be the dlc both their journeys and maybe you might see some of that after the fact but it would have been nice to have it here yeah well it's it's another like issue of like the game being too fucking long <laughs> it's like i i feel like it it was so drawn out to the point where it's like they need if they wanted to do like an ellie letting go letting abby go like redemption arc kind of deal i feel like they needed to establish that when she kills bell yeah i mean if the game was the same length but it did these things i wouldn't be saying it's too long I think I would still be saying it's too long because then you still have to slog through all of the aquarium bullshit. Like, well, I, yeah, I, like taking away from the aquarium to do about these things. It. Yeah, like I fully agree with what. That's my biggest complaint with the game. Like, what keeps it from being like, like I, I'd say Last of Us Two is probably like, it, like a seven point five out of ten for me, and I think a lot of that has like what takes away from it is just how fucking long the game is. Like, there were there were parts where like. The first Last of Us, I wanted to, I didn't want to stop playing that game. Like from the beginning to the end, I was just like, I need to see where this goes. And I feel like with this one, there was a lot of points where I was just like, I think I'm done for a good minute. I'll come back to this later. Or and I was, I was like, audibly just like, okay, let me walk through this fucking slow ass section, like half paying attention to the dialogue, like, like that's that sex scene between owen and abby like i was just like on my phone <laughs> i was just like i'm sure this is supposed to be like impactful for me that like they're having sex right now it's like oh it's a good moment for them i guess but i'm just like oh let me see what's going on on twitter do you remember what was going on on twitter i don't i i don't because i immediately had to be like okay i guess i'll play this fucking i'm gonna game have to again. press square to fuck fuck <laughs> Didn't that, didn't that happen in God of War? I feel like it happened in the first one. Uh, yeah, there's been... There was, like, quick time event sex scenes, but you just kind of, like, would just tap a button, but, like, you didn't actually see anything happen. Yeah. I don't know if I'm remembering it incorrectly, but I feel like there weren't too many, like, quick time events in the second one. Kind of. God of War? Oh, God of War, never mind. Last of Us 2. I was was like, God of War is like all quick time. Well, I went to go pee real quick and then came back and. (laughs) Oh, okay, great. I'm a little lost, but I, I, at least I will mention that I feel like there were more quick time events in Last of Us 1 versus the second one. Yes, definitely. Uh, What I was saying, though, is just like, I I was telling Keith that I give this game like a 7.5 out of 10 just because of like, I think the length takes a lot, takes like a lot away from it. And we were just talking about like how like how drawn out portions like I didn't care like the sex scene. I was just like on my phone when it was happening. It's like I ca- it's like I care about these like I got to the point where like I cared about Abby, but I don't because the game is so long like it does it's not engaging me enough to care during these like supposedly pivotal moments. Yeah, that's why at least for me it went from like at beginning of the game hate you Abby to just kind of like meh at the end for her yeah like she's like she's all right like yeah uh okay yeah i i feel like like as much as i liked abby by the end i feel like it didn't uh 
hit like what they wanted to happen with Abby. Like I think they want you to be like, oh, Abby's like a good character. Like I feel for her. Like well, you were kind of just like whatever. I was kind of just like, yeah, I like her. She's not as bad as I thought. Well, she's still bad, but like as bad as everyone else like, is like, in this fucked you, up world. You get why basically. It's not an excuse, but it's yeah. definitely an explanation. I feel like we have like the full like spectrum of like, yeah, you're all right. We have Dan saying, okay, yeah, that's cool. I get it. And you're thinking, yeah, I like you. And me thinking. I, yeah, I, I like you. I want to see. I want to know more about you and how you got to this point. Yeah, I. So, one thing I wanted to talk about too is just how do you guys think this? You obviously know how I feel because I've talked about it already. But how do you guys feel this stacks up to Last of Us One? Like as a whole, or in certain aspects. However, you want to compare it, like character wise story wise like however you want to compare it how do you think it holds up to last of us one uh let's see because i'll personally say i think overall it's a weaker game it 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 plays it, it plays a lot fucking better like i have a lot more fun playing this game like the shooting is good the mechanics are good every like everything in that aspect is good I think everything else around it, not as strong as Last of Us 1. I kind of float somewhere in the middle of them. It's weird because in a sense, it kind of does feel like two games because Ellie and Abby kind of do have some different play styles. Um, And everything that Ellie did was more of what I wanted to play out of The Last of Us 1. Like, you remember how I was saying how you were saying it's very like sectioned off and Ellie I feel like was way more expensive than the first one was and that's what I really wanted out of it and I feel like Abby kind of went back to kind of how the first one was uh where they kind of in like a glorified tunnel going just kind of going forward um so yes and no that I think it was better in in that but then also on the flip side I feel like I was more invested in Abby the same way I was invested in Joel and Ellie in the first one. So I feel like my positions on those flip-flopped on two different subjects. Yeah, I can see that. Dan, how do you think it holds up? Um, I feel like I'm somebody who unfortunately lets more like modern and like updated mechanics really help like weigh into that uh decision for me yeah um so i feel like as far as like how the game plays it plays incredibly you know like butter they make they make the most out of the system um i think in a similar way that that the last one did to the ps3 too yeah i mean i i think that the game when it shines i think it shines brighter than the first game i think when it's any drawbacks it has are greater than the first game if that makes sense um i get it i get it oh yeah there were there were definitely moments where i was like 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 you said it shot when it shines like there were moments i was like this is a phenomenal fucking game and then it gets to certain parts of the certain parts of it where i was just like Man, they uh took a serious step back here, huh? And I think the parts where like it does shine over Last of Us One are definitely more like the mechanical stuff. Like, like you said, it it's such a 
it's such a good game to fucking play. Like you said, it's like butter. Everything feels good. Everything just feels really good. And then like some parts of like the actual story of the game or like some of the interactions with people, I'm just like, I don't know. Well, but my, my, you know, at least where I think stuff outshines is, is also like with the story. I think when the story's great, it's better than, you know, the first last sure. verse. Yeah, I, f I feel like they did a good job at, ex at, at really kind of fleshing out the things around them. Because the first one was so much, it's just such a personal story that this one is more about the moving gears around them as well, too. And I think they did a good job at that. Um, I will say that one the one thing that I like about this game probably the most because it's hilarious that they put so much effort into this is uh straight up i think last of us 2 has the best uh glass breaking in gaming yeah oh, oh yeah. damn it is very satisfying i straight up love breaking any single window i come across it's windows so vending machines all of it i love it best best glass in gaming ever you heard it here first uh, and yeah, we mean glass, not meth. Maybe we do mean meth, Dan. Don't speak for us. Um, yeah, and uh, so I think we've been going on for like a little over an hour now. So I think hour and a half. Yeah, something like that. Um, I feel like we've covered basically everything that we wanted to talk about with the game. So I think. This is the part here where where uh, we'll do our final thoughts on The Last of Us 2. Maybe talk about what we would want to see out of, like really talk about what we want to see out of like possible future entries. And I think we'll start off with uh, our guest, Dan, if you want to give it like a, a rating also. Uh, are and we doing crazy we can, ratings you know, or are we doing actual rating? No, we can do crazy ratings. It's fine. Uh, I, I don't want to give numbers. I just want to say that I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Um, it was a great game. And what I would want out of a third one, I don't know why I would want a third one. That's why I would pay to buy that game and have somebody else write it and do it because they could do it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Keith, what about you? I put myself on the spot asking if we have a crazy numbering system, and I don't have one. Um, ah, look at you. <laughs> okay, I will give it all of the safes in the game minus two and a half of them. I don't know how many safes there are in the game. I didn't count. Well, scale that to ten. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's a really good game, and to me, my main setback is the abbey section and how much of just a slogging gameplay it is um story is very important in games but ultimately i think it comes down to the gameplay and the story was fucking amazing the gameplay in that part is what held it back um with that being said they compensated we're doing the story part so that's what kind of really keeps it on a on a pedestal for me and probably not as harsh a rating as i think that you gave it um what I think I want to see next is maybe even expand The Last of Us into different mediums. I mean, obviously, 
I, I mentioned that they're bringing the HBO series. That'll be cool. I think it's going to kind of take over where The Walking Dead had its like fandom. That that's I don't think that's gonna, that's not going to be an expanded. Uh, no, it's it's going to be an adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to make that but, clear, since we are since I think you were going to mention like expanded universe type stuff. Yeah, like I think a Last of Us comic series. I mean, obviously they got Dark Horse Comics in this. I think a Dark Horse Last of Us series would be probably be pretty cool. Um, something maybe even like a, an audio tale. Um, Kind of like how they have, you know, the Wolverine uh, audio uh, podcast series. Remember that one, Mike? Yes. Something like that, I think, would be cool. Um, maybe even like um, like like the Cloverfield marketing where they have like the ARGs and all of that. Um, to where you have like little um, augmented reality things of like, this is where this spot would look like in the Last of Us world. With like, like nature kind of recapturing it. Um, cool little innovative things like that that I don't think are going to happen. Those are kind of some cool things I think would be neat for The Last of Us as a franchise to kind of see, like, this is really just almost like a parallel world to ours. Yeah, that all that sounds cool. I don't um, think that last part will happen, but I would like it, though. Yeah, no, probably. I was like, oh, so you just want Last of Us 2 to be Minecraft Earth. Okay. <laughs> um... Like I said, I, I give Last of Us two seven and a half aquariums out of ten. Um, How many flashbacks? I, I think far too many out of far too many. Um, <laughs> I, I, I again, like like you guys were talking, like like you guys were saying, I think it plays fucking incredibly. The story when it's at its peaks is some of like some of the best storytelling I think I've experienced in gaming. It's got some fucking phenomenal moments like Ellie in the Moonlander, the the take on me moments. Even Abby has like like some some moments as like heartbreaking as they are, like ha- like when she discovers uh Owen and Mel's body, how she just fucking loses it and then finds like the map that Ellie accidentally left there. I think she she has got some strong moments too. I think overall the story works for me. I I just wish that that game had shaved off a few hours because by the end of it, like I was straight up tired. There was at least four uh, four different points where I thought the game was ending, and then it kept going, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I, I do want to. You know what I would like to see a little bit more of Lev. Seeing obviously he's got a story to tell from his transition and what that holds for him in the future. You know. Um, I think that's a story you can tell that would probably be really good and really meaningful. Yeah, I would like to see more of Lev, but at the same time, I think like what I was saying earlier, what I would want to see about out of like future Last of Us entries or like shows, anything that comes out, I want I would like it to be more of like an anthology. I want to see how this is affecting like different people in like different parts of the country or different parts of the world. Like I want to see what like Europe is like during the fucking Last of Us Cordyceps shit. I want to see what like Japan is like. What, what like fucking where like you know where anywhere is like. I want to see like Mexico in The Last of Us. Like I would love to see a little bit more diversity in terms of characters. While they are having like and not just like diversity in terms of like representation like. There's obviously like a lot of people of color in this game. There's a lot of LGBTQ uh, 
representation as well. But I just like, like I just want more rep- Yes, I, I want to see more diversity as a whole because like I love Joel, I love Ellie. I'm, I warmed up to Abby, but for the most part, like I know Ellie's story. I know how she feels. Like, I feel like Ellie's arc, even though like there's room for another game for her, obviously with how this last one ends, I feel like her arc is complete in a way. Yeah, I think so too. Um, really, I, the one I kind of have the most interest in leading off of this, if we were to continue off of this, would be Lev, because he's kind of, I guess, the new only good in this world. Sure. Like, yeah, Lev is the new good because Lev was, like, raised and indoctrinated under, like, the Seraphite, like, belief system. And left it. <laughs> even to the, yeah, even to the point where, like, he had to kill his own fucking mom, you know? Yeah. And, like, he's seen what that does to people and wants no part in it. Um, so, I'll, like, you can either go the Ellie route and get consumed by something else or just kind of keep on being pure and seeing in, in the non-pure world and that could be an interesting story if, if they were to piggyback all this that would be my point if they would not i would i wouldn't hate it and if they would go the anthology route, i would dive right into that too no matter what route they went yeah and i think another thing that i would want to see keith we talked about this uh in the last episode how it's just like they really i think they might have gone like overboard on how bleak the world is like i get it it's bleak and it's a fucked up place but they like really fucking leaned into it i feel like there was enough there was there were more moments of levity in the first last of us that gave you a good like they gave you breaks where it was just like okay you can stop and breathe a bit but this one just kept like fucking going and going and i was like I was like, man, this is like mentally right. taxing right and now. You know what? Now that you say that, I think I know exactly what it is. The first one had that childhood, that childlike innocence with Ellie, and that's gone now. And maybe that's kind of why I'm kind of like gravitating towards Lev as a character because he has that childhood innocence bit to it that is that kind of brief from the bleak world. Maybe that's kind of why I'm like gravitating towards that. Yeah, maybe. It's just like like I said, it's this is an oppressive ass like game. It's fucking it's rough. Like there's there's a bunch of bad shit and it happens straight up constantly. I I want more like finding the giraffe moments. I want more of the take on me moments. I want more of the the lunar lander moments just like in a shorter package hopefully. Yeah. I mean there are parts of the aquarium sections that I do enjoy. Like when Abby is interacting with Mel and Owen, when Owen is like, when Owen is talking about like wanting to rejoin the fireflies, like I like those moments like that. Like I genuinely like Owen as a character, even though he's kind of like a dumbass and is like a prick most of the time. Like I got a lot out of those moments where you can clearly see in his face, which by the way, I don't think any of us really said it, how fucking like phenomenal this game looks. Oh yeah. It, I mean, Dan kind of did a little bit where we said it kind of We've uses the whole like system power. Yeah, what's left of the PS4. But yeah, this game and its environment and their facial features, everything it looks great. And I think that helps like sell the genuine like emotions that the characters feel. Like, man, when when people are angry and like like Abby is just perpetually angry, and you can just see it on her face at all times. 
yeah and part of it i mean you can see in her demeanor like because she's built like an ox you can see that she's like that that's where she resorts her anger to there's a lot of story yeah, storytelling within the stories yeah for sure it's yeah it's it's a gorgeous game i just think that like the faults that it does have i wish they could have worked on a little more i i do will i will say as a whole though i loved the game yeah there were just you know i i wish that there had just been less game to love yeah or like, like i said it, it took the same amount of time but took away from the aquarium to give a little bit more to isaac being the father figure and being a little bit more conflicted on on yara killing him and then yara getting killed right after and not just shifting attention from one to the other right away um that would have gone a long way yeah and i know we've been like ragging on the aquarium scenes a lot but it's straight up like not just that like i straight up don't think the santa barbara part needed to happen <laughs> like 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 not like not playing through it at least or if you did have to play through it not as long as it was i can see that last part not being as long as it was i think it was necessary because like dan said i'd be pissed if they put that behind the paywall of dlc <laughs> Like, if, if Santa Barbara had just been, like, the villa portion, I think I would have been happier with it. I think, and like I said earlier, I think it would have been a sick start to a third game. Yeah. Yeah, I would have seen that, too. Like, that would have been a great way to, like, kick off Last of Us 3. It's like, okay, like, Ellie got her way down to Santa Barbara. Now it's going to begin with you fucking trying to kill Abby. All right, well, I'm going to put it out there in the world that my prediction is that's from... Seattle to Santa Barbara, from both perspectives of Abby and Ellie, is going to be. They, I think DLC. they said they're not going to do DLC. If, yeah, I, that's what I heard too. I think they said no DLC, and I kind of hope that they don't do. DLC. Yeah, I don't think it would benefit from I, it. I kind, I kind of hope that they don't. But if there is, that's what I'm going to call that it is. And if it ever happens, we'll reassess after that, I guess. But it sounds like it's not going to happen. If they had to do DLC, I'd want it to be exclusively Yara and Lev. I'd be okay with that too. Because those are the characters that like I still feel like I don't know enough about. I feel like I know like obviously because of the first game, I know Ellie. I've played we played enough of Abby to like I know how Abby ticks. I feel like I don't know jack shit about Yara and Lev. And that's part of what makes them interesting too. Yeah, but like I wanna know more. Well, there's room for more then. I want yeah, to see no more DLC, of though. No if DLC, there's no though, DLC, I want to see more of Lev in the future. Sure. But like again, like we said, I I think the game is better without having DLC, honestly. It probably is. Plus, I don't think you need to add on to a game that's already like, what? Like, average playthrough is like 25 hours, maybe? 25, 30 hours, something like that? 25 to 28, I think. Yeah. Which I will say, I'm looking at it right now, and Dan only has 29% of trophies, and I have 51. What's up with that, Dan? Um, well, here's the thing, Keith. Uh, when you say Dan you're going to take do three a, weeks to beat the game, yeah. When you say you're going to do a podcast, then you beat the game. No, I know why you did it so fast. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> no, he he had. He, it's like he beat that. He beat the game long before we had this set up. I've never really been one person, uh, like like the person to go get every single like collectible. I feel like I was I was more encouraged to kind of look around for stuff um, if I need supplies, and I feel like that's just how it is in every game. If I find some collectible trading card, cool. If not, um, I'm not going to go down an achievement pissing contest hole oh neither will i but yeah. now that i won i will piss that and win that contest uh i mean i i piss a lot so there will be many yeah I, I i don't think you can out piss dan keith metaphorically i will do it i don't even think metaphorically you can do it the, the man is a is a leaky faucet leaky faucet there's your new twitter handle dan thank you it's your uh it's your twitch name now thank you well i think on that note that's a great way to end uh this episode of the minigames podcast uh thank you guys for listening uh this was a very special one i'm glad that we were able to rope dan into it i like having him on the show because he has he has some of my favorite opinions Ooh, uh, hot takes yeah he has some sick hot takes uh I personally love how offended he was by the weed scene. Yeah. That, <laughs> but before we uh, we sign off for this week, also thank you guys. Before I say anything else, thank you guys for bearing with us when we took our week off. We really wanted to make sure uh, Keith was able to beat the game. It wouldn't have been right to do this episode without him. And plus, uh, I'm glad we were able to rope Dan into it as well. One more thing about the weed thing, like just, just to like. <laughs> to like at least make it relatable for you guys like imagine if just being like like you're in the apocalypse and you find like a case of cheer wine and then like keith okay. like takes one sip of it and then like forgets to drink it and falls asleep and then the next the next morning you just have flat cheer wine like like that that's how it felt okay so I, now that you've put it into that context i'm fucking pissed. yeah like this the the straight edge people love cheer wine so it's like that that's i don't know why but that's the only way i can relate to it yo I'm, I mean, gonna, it I'm gonna pop a i'm gonna pop a cheer wine after we're done recording this episode while i edit that's that's how stoked i am about cheer wine it's just i i, I couldn't leave that like i i i couldn't leave that loose end there no i couldn't no look i'm glad that you put that in a way that uh that you could relate it to me and now i'm going to find a way out here i'm going to relate this to keith keith the scene equivalent to be to you would be like getting that combo that you like at grandy's oh, taking a little taking a little bit of the gravy from the chicken fried steak just like having a little like lick of that and then throwing the rest of it away what the fuck dina there you go see, see now uh, now yeah the real villain of The Last of Us, it turns out, is yeah. Dean. Isn't that, to, isn't that a meme about the villain and then the real life villain? Yeah, everybody yes. has to tweet uh, at the devs being like, you wasted weed in the game. WTF. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine is going to say, imagine tweet. if it was Grandies and just <laughs> have no fucking clue what the fuck they're reading. Yeah. yeah I'm sure in the sea of toxic response, like tweets that Neil Druckmann is getting, he would love to see one to be like, you just threw away weed. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd get a nice little laugh out about like out of it and then be like, oh, this silly little 30-year-old caring about 
Well, I'm not. I'm not. It's like we're in a, but almost. You know, it's pretty much. I mean, I'm 29. I might as well be a 30 year old. There we. We're rounding up. Yeah, it's you know, even though it hurts me to round up, but yeah. Um, but yeah, before we go, Daniel, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, at Don Lumps. Uh, that's for Twitch, and then Twitter, uh, Donnie Lumpkins. Streaming regularly again, right? For the most part. What's up? You're streaming regularly again for the most part, Watch, right? Yeah. And then uh, Rationale, we're going to put out some music once it can get mixed next month. So I guess is, plug that, is that too. Is that rationale.bandcamp.com or? Uh, rationalesucks.bandcamp.com, I want to say, is the is the link. Okay. Uh, shout out to Rationale for printing on the only good shirt brand, Comfort Colors. That's all I'll plug about your band. Hell yeah. This is a hashtag sponsored episode. Hell Did Rationale yeah. sponsor this episode? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Ra- the Rationale and Minigames collab. Uh, but people talking to my people. You are the people. People power, Dan. <laughs> people power. Uh, Keith, what about you? Where are you on the, the interwebs? On the interwebs, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at woo underscore Keith. Woo is W-H-O-O. Fuck you, Chris. That's the bit now. He says fuck you, Chris, at the end of every episode. Because Chris, Chris doesn't like how he spells woo. fuck you, Chris. That's why. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BadXHealth. On Instagram at you broke like glass. You know how to spell it. Um, if you don't, I'm not going to do it. And yeah, that's basically where you can find me on the magical world of the internet. You can find this podcast uh, at Minigamescast on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, this is, again, I feel like I say this all the time, but this is the most consistent we've ever been with episodes. And thank you guys for coming along with us for the ride it's been great doing all this stuff glad we've been able to sync 20 episodes of this dumb fucking show in and hopefully we can continue doing with more until we uh run out of stuff or before covid just eventually uh kills us all uh thank you dan for for being a part of this you are always invited to be on the show because i know you have absolutely nothing better to do oh yeah thanks covid Thank you, COVID, and, uh, and to our listener, thank you. Yes, our one listener. Um, we have several. Uh, yeah, seven. Yeah, and uh, one, one more plug. Again, like he mentioned earlier, listen to Rationale. That's Dan's band. They're very good. Thanks. He paid me $500 to say that. Uh, it's all on credit. Yeah, it is. I, uh, he's, uh, he's in collections right now. We're, we're trying to figure it out. But yeah, this has been episode 20 of the Minigames Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Goodbye.